Dog, why some shorty tell me I don't got chicken legs, bro? She said I'm I'm low-key getting thick over here, dude. Yeah, that's never gonna be me. I'm just naturally just have like thin legs. No matter like like my calves are thin. Like my quads like when I, when I be in the gym, dog, my my quads be popping, but then stop it. My ca- my calves, I can't do nothing with them, dog. I can do all the calf raises <laughs> in, in the world. I just told her it was the angles, G. I've been uh, I've been using the the X to take the photos on portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Summer 16 podcast. A podcast between two friends who met well in the summer of 2016. My name is Tunde or Taught underscore seven, and I'm here with my dog, my good friend John, or on Instagram, John Bowie. J-O-N-B-U-I-E. Every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we somehow figure out how to combine our different views, our experiences, and our beliefs to talk about any and and everything. And as always, we try to leave having learned something new. On today's episode, we have a few things to catch up on. Then we'll um, talk about um, a series of current events, starting with states possibly opening back up, and Kanye's vote in November. We always have our Teach Me Something section, where today we'll talk about Ta-Nehisi Coates' new book, The Water Dancer, or maybe old book now. And as always, we'll end with our AVM section. With that said, what's up with you, dog? What's good, dog? Uh, Right now, I am once again trying to recover and get my life together post uh, week week two of our half marathon Mondays. I'm pretty proud of how today went. I was sub two hours. I'm back to my sub two hours. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I cut off like like 13 minutes from my time last week. So that's almost that's damn near a minute a mile, right? Uh, so feeling it. on flex about that. Question, uh, what does it mean when you're running and one of your legs just goes numb? Uh, that's not good. Uh, I don't it? know is what it, it means. Is it bad? Like, is it, is it like your whole leg? Because if it's the, I don't know. It could be your foot, your calf. Um, I don't know. So, ask, I, I so, asking, so asking for a friend, <laughs> uh, they told me that as they were running, their entire right leg just kind of felt a little numb. Like, like you know how your foot will go numb? But, like, yeah. it, imagine it would be the whole leg. My friend said, cough, cough. Oh, uh, maybe you should tell your friend to, like, maybe stop and kind of stretch it out. See how it feels after that. There's nothing wrong with stopping, taking a little quick break and, you know, stretching. Just mm. to work things out. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell your friend that. Tell your friend that. I'll be sure to pass the information on. That's word, wise words. But like, yeah, um, yeah, I ran today too. You know, I think this half marathon Mondays is kind of catching momentum. I had, besides you, I had three other friends also run halves today, so that was that was pretty dope. I I actually have also had multiple people um, responding to my stories saying that they're like training to get up to it, so they're at like you know, six, six or seven miles now. And mm-hmm. in like a couple of weeks, they want to get down with the business. And yeah, maybe good. we can just get a whole squad to do that virtual, 
that virtual race. I'm with that. And the good thing about um, Half Marathon Mondays is we can dial it all the way back tomorrow. Facts. uh, For Two Mile Tuesdays. Tuesday. Shout out out to the We Run 313 Run Club in Detroit. They um, started that um, Two Mile Tuesdays. So it's a good good way to recover tomorrow. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Speaking of social media stuff, though... um, have you seen these uh have you seen these posts that people keep doing? It's like the it's like a spider web looking thing and then you put your name in the middle and then you have to like try to get other people to like fill their name out. I saw something about like you have to pay $100 to somebody. Uh, do you know what do you know what that is? For some reason that reminds me of the show Lost and like just the symbol um the Dharma Initiative, and then trying to like put a bunch of different shit in to to get a reward out of it, but it's basically it's a pyramid scheme. Um, it sounds like it, right? Like it's like if you put in a hundred dollars, you're get supposed to get eight hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, usually it happens usually every year around tax time, but now I guess since everyone <laughs> has gotten like not everyone, but a lot of people have gotten a stimulus check. Oh, facts. So, <laughs> So people are like, oh, you got twelve hundred? You know, just, just just break me off a hundred dollars, you can make some money. Let's flip like, that, G. That's the the exact definition of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you you might get your money back. You might get the eight hundred, but what you're doing is you're pulling in friends or people that you know into the same like web, and the, the only way they can get out is to pull other people in yeah. until like it gets so big that you know it has to collapse, and then people that- lose a lot of money. So it's. It's a pyramid scheme. So who's so whose web are you in right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. You know what? You know what's funny? You know what's funny? When I first saw that, and I've seen people do it or post it that yeah. like I have the utmost respect for. And I'm just like, no, don't do it. But yeah. it reminds me of when I was growing up. Like my mom used to do not not something similar, but like oh, it God. would be her and like a bunch of people that she know. And they're all they're all Nigerian, so I know the stereotype is about to fly. They got like hella the princes. They got hella princes uh, <laughs> trying to get this money. So imagine like fifteen people get together, right? And like every week, the person like holds a pot, and then every week, each of those fifteen people have to like put in a hundred dollars for fifteen weeks in so the like, pot, like just in, in the pot, pot. Okay. every week. So week one, like the person. Week one gets their pot, and it's fifteen hundred dollars. So, but that means if you if you get in if you get your money week one, you still have to pay it at the end, like all the way through the fifteen weeks. And then, like if you're okay. week fifteen, you don't get your pot until the very end. So basically, it's oh. a pyramid scheme because like you're basically saving your own money, but either you're getting an advance or you're saving it to the end. Aren't you net zero on that? No, if I understand it correctly, right? You're net zero because like I start. By putting my hundred in, everybody it's, else puts their hundred in, mm-hmm. and then by the end of fifteen weeks, I put fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's in. net zero. It's net zero. But so it's, what's the it's point? A, it's a way of saving money. If you if you're bad at saving money, I guess. I How do you know. save I don't know why money? Did it. How do you save any money if you're net zero? You're saving money. You're saving your own money. How? Am I am I missing something here? So all right. So if I take if I have a bank account, right? Okay. But forget the interest because the interest on on a savings account is like basically nothing, right? Right, right. So if I have a bank account and if for every week I put in, let's say I needed to buy 
a new stove and the stove was $1,500. I don't know how much those cost, but let's say it's $1,500. Okay. Um, I want to save, I don't want to like finance it. So I want to buy straight up. So every week I, I put $100 into my bank account. And at the end, I have $1,500. I take that yes, $1,500 that means... and, and I, that's me saving my money. I understand that idea yeah. completely. Yes. But it, that just reminded me of what well, my mom did, but with a promise of, of fucking like <laughs> quadrupling your money or whatever. And so, so in this, in this thing, the scenario that you've talked about, is it like, like, so week one, John has his pot and I put my pot there and then mm-hmm. all 14 of my friends and I put $100 in there. So now I walk out of there that day with $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next week, you know, Tune Day has his pot. And then I show up to your crib and I put $100 in your pot. Yeah. Right? Presumably, the $100 from my $1,500, right? I'm going to put 100 in there for that, right? So now I have 1400 And then I go 14 weeks and now I'm down to my original yeah. $100. But, yeah. But, so the way, the way it's set up is, let's say you need, need $1,500 right down right away. Okay. And, but you don't oh. have fifteen hundred dollars, so, so everybody can, else can say, chip in. You can, yeah, you can say I want to go first because I need this money right now. Okay, but I, I know I'm going to keep working, and I can put the money back into the pot eventually to oh. pay for it back. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a loan almost. Yeah, an interest-free loan. An interest-free loan. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't either. I've never done it. I said my mom yeah. did it, so. Whatever. It, it just reminded what, me of what, that. Like you try to get your friends to do some like put money into some shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. I just if you want to make money, there's other ways you can do it besides. Is this a, up. Say what? Is this like a traditional Nigerian thing? Like like if 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 we put a call out, like would other other Nigerians be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, my mom did that so. shit too. I, maybe maybe back in the day, uh, but I I haven't heard of this thing or whatever they called it. In like decades, was this once they were in DC or was this while they were still in Nigeria? In DC, like I, I don't have, I have no recollection of Nigeria because I was. Well, I mean, there. I know you were super young, but your mom might have been doing uh, that. No, uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, long story short, don't do that shit because <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking pyramid scheme. That's what you think. I'm out here getting money, fam. All right. No, I'm just playing. I wouldn't do that shit. I, and, like, honestly, I've seen it nah, nah, nah. pop go up put, all over go my stuff. Gordon put $300 in, right? You said right. I put $300 no, in? No, you put $300 in, right? Into three different... Yes. Pair, into... Not pair. Yeah. Into three different wheels. We, webs. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your webs. And then you get $2,400 back. Think about I'm it, saying, dog. I'd get money, dog. I'm telling you, G. I'm coming out of quarantine fit. With clear skin, a thick beard, and 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 hella money, dog. I'm about to, I'm about to put the money in, and then go buy me a chain, dog. Dog, all gold, G with a Jesus piece. Get a Jesus piece, dog. White Jesus. Get white Jesus on the chain, dog. <laughs> with rubies in the eyes. With rubies in the eyes, and and blonde hair. It'll be sparkles, sparkling gold. Because get matching chains, dog. Want to get matching uh, summer sixteen chains, dog. (laughs) No, just number sixteen on the chain. Like, what's what's that mean? Sixteen on the chain, dog. (laughs) Let's get sixteen on the chain. 
So anybody, oh. if anybody's listening to this, please hit up the Cash App <laughs> ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> sign Summer Sixteen. I'm trying to blink out my Sixteen. We trying to, we trying to. When we get out of quarantine, we trying to be icy. Please support the podcast. Let's get it. Let's get it. Oh man, Yo. that'd be foolish. All right, so I'm, I'm looking at your shirt. My shirt right now? Yeah, yeah. You have the Chicago Marathon yeah. uh, shirt. I have one too because we ran it in in October. But speak, so I was thinking about that. You have the the, the backdrop of the city. Did yes, you sir. see the Did you see the the documentary last night? Or the last Nobody. dance. You know I watched it. I watched it live. I watched it live. I did. I did too. Goat. I did too. The goat. The goat. I mean, um, I guess. What do you? Okay. See. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> because I know we said that we were going to talk about this, but I wasn't ready for this energy that you're giving me right now. Um. I, I, well, just I guess just the background, right? Um. ESPN for the next, I believe it's five weeks, right? They're going to be airing two episodes of a 10-part docuseries on the Chicago Bulls dynasty. 97-98 season. Yeah, the 97-98 season, which is when they won the sixth championship of their dynasty. But then it also, you know, goes back and covers, you know, the early years of Jordan, um, you know, some of the college years, early years of Pippen in the entire dynasty. But really... You know, culminating with the sixth championship, which Phil Jackson coined the last dance. Um, I think without a doubt, it shows Jordan just for the dog that he was and how the league was different and how just and how just Jordan just dominated everyone. Like from the beginning, they all recognized that he was Jesus Christ on the basketball court. Or what did what did Larry Bird say? God in gym shorts or something like that. Something um, like that. It was. It's 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 off to a great start. And so I'm yeah, a, yeah. I mean, it's a great documentary. I'm gonna let you talk because I just got to hear what you about to say. I, I, what are you about to say? Um, I think Jordan was an amazing basketball player, the best of his era, the best, the best of like, his era, undoubtedly. Okay. Like we say, we say goat. <sighs> Are you, when people say goat, right? I think mm-hmm. they say goat because of like feelings of like nostalgia and like a lot of people grew up around that era, and that's when like he he changed like the landscape of the NBA, like yeah. um, like from the shoes like to like his like his swag, all that. I I get it, I get it, right? Okay. But when you say who's the goat of the NFL, who who'd you say? Tom Brady. Why? Because he wins. He how many how many championships did he win? The most, he's, right? He's got the, the most. most. Yeah. The most. So Bro, if you say Bill Russell right now, I swear let's, to God, let's, I'm, let's, the, let's, I'm about let's, to walk let's, away from this whole podcast. Let's let, let's 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 dial it back a second. Let's dial, let's dial it back a second. Let's go back to the NBA. Now, who's who's won the, the the most championships in the NBA? Bill Russell. And I, I, I'm not even saying Bill Russell's the GOAT. Because I don't think he's the GOAT. Um, people's argument with Jordan is, oh, he went six for six. Like, he's never lost in the finals, right? Okay. I get that, too. Okay. Great. Well, how many years did Jordan play in the NBA? 
More than six. More than six. So he has lost in the playoffs. He's lost. He's never. It's the times he didn't make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Yeah or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I know, I know, I know. You don't, you don't care, right? No, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I am. I'm listening. Please continue. So, who are you saying is the goat? On top of, oh no, I'm not. I'm not done yet. On, on top of that, get to it. That. Where's the wrap? It? I need a wrap it up box. Wrap it up, B. Like you watch documentary, because maybe you're not old enough to remember, right? Okay, see now we're taking shots. <laughs> you're really acting up right now. Now you're really acting up right now. I I remember where like the whole people do this with Kobe too. The whole uh, if Phil's not my coach, I'm not gonna play. Kobe did too. Like I don't want to play with the Lakers, and then and, and they end up staying with their team or they end up retiring with the team, and people look back and say, well, he didn't have to bounce. He didn't have to leave. And they, like, they try to shit on players who do that now. Right? Okay. But if, if let's say, if, if, you, if Steph Curry today, Steph Curry has won, right? Steph Curry's a winner. You can, you can agree mm-hmm. with that, right? Yep, if Steph Curry, you find out Steph Curry in practice punched a teammate in the face, right? You'd mm-hmm. be like, yo, this nigga's wilding. Like, what is he doing? What that got to do with him being a great player, though? Like, it's, it's, okay, it's, he was he was mean to people. Like, had, okay, fine. He had gambling debts, right? Dog, now you're trying to slander this man's character. Like, I need you to get to the point, dog. Slander's character. I'm just saying, I don't think he's the. I don't think he. He's not my goat. Who's your goat? I don't have a goat because because uh, the goat is the goat is um. It's very subjective, and I have different criteria for who I. And basketball, I don't think is a, I don't think it is a goat. It's such a team sport. How can you have a goat in football but not a goat in basketball? I don't think it's a goat. I don't think it's a goat in football either. Actually, who you think your goat was? Cause I didn't know what you were gonna say. Yeah, of course you did. I don't think you can have a goat in team sports. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what, in my mind, makes Michael Jordan the goat? Over and and you know what you're gonna have your whole like argument of I don't believe there's a goat because huh? different eras and it's a team sport and blah 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 whatever nonsense that you're talking right now. Yep. But I think of it like superhero movies, right? Your your superhero is really only as good as the villains that he had to defeat, right? Everybody likes the Batman movies way more than the Superman movies. And Batman's superpower is really just white privilege. And Superman can do everything. You feel me? But Batman, I think, is the better superhero. Now, how does that apply to Michael Jeffrey Jordan? All right. This man's entire life, he was overcoming difficulties. Like, and you watch the documentary. He, his dad, his dad wasn't a big fan of Michael. He liked his older brother better. If Michael was ever competing with his older brother, his older brother man, would whoop his ass. Man, see, man, no, man, see, man. listen, you're not trying to hear oh me. Oh my God, my, you're not my trying dad, to hear my, me. My dad liked my older brother better. Does that makes him a goat. Listen, what? listen, listen. That's, that's, that's adversity. All his life, he had to fight. Okay, like this man, this man had to overcome his family, and then he gets cut from the high school team. Did you hear Scott Drew's story? Better. He has a better Let, story. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's overcoming not. Overcoming that adversity? 
Did you hear Scotty Pippen's story? Bro. Okay, yes, okay. Scotty has a good story too. That's why he's, you know, Robin to, to Batman. He's Robin to Batman. Yeah. But listen, this dude, Michael Jordan, overcame, he got cut in high school. He goes and plays for Dean Smith, who's put him on, you know, a, a, a restriction on the number of shots that he can shoot. He had to overcome all of that stuff. He was a champion in college, one of the greatest athletes to ever play in college. Then he comes to the Bulls, which was like a cocaine circus, and he didn't want no parts of that. Like, And then he had to overcome Jerry Krause, the GM who wanted all the credit. He had to overcome Reinsdorfer, who was a, a penny pension owner, and he carried the entire NBA on his back. The entire NBA on his back. His father died. His father died. He comes back and does another three-peat. Michael How does his father die? How does his father die? What does it matter? Why does that, why does that matter what, how his father died? What are you trying to say? Because it's his fault. What? What are you saying, Dunde? I'm saying Michael Jordan had gambling debts, and he didn't pay them, and he got his father clapped. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You two day. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Fuck you two day. No. I bet you that won't. I bet you that won't be in a documentary. <laughs> but whatever, you know. He plays a good game of golf, I guess. Dog, fuck, dog. Seriously, your <laughs> level of pettiness is unreal right now. It's unreal right now. <laughs> Why did you like, get close to the mic like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Yo, I, I try. I try to skirt around like the, <laughs> the issue, but whatever. Like Jordan, Jordan. All right. So if I have to rank the NBA players in order of all time, it, my personal list, greatest. I would. I would put Jordan to one, but but like people you act just like said the, he's the greatest. No, so what no, are we talking no, about? The no, people over? act like the people act like the like the who cares like the if gap, there's a gap? The gap who between cares if there's a two? gap. Who cares if there's a gap? He's number one. Period. That's all that matters. He's number one. As far as as far as overall culture for for the game of basketball. As far as every aspect of the game of basketball, no. culture. No. Winning. No. Winning. No. What do you mean? He has winning. Won, he has no. won, won the most. Am I wrong? Or am I right? Six for six. I'm, okay. Six for six out of how many years? What's his winning percentage in, in, in the NBA? What's his What's his NBA Finals winning percentage? Six for six, one hundred percent. What's Who's better than one hundred percent? Tell me. Uh, don't worry, I'll wait. Um, how many years? Don't worry, I'll wait again. How many championships did he win? You, you still have to get there. You still have to get there. Yes. Yes. Okay, so he, you're trying to make the argument. He didn't get there a lot of the other years, right? Bruh, he had he was on a cocaine cowboy circus show. For the first several years, what do you, if you don't if care? He's so great, if he's if he's so great, that's the most carry that argument. carry that team by yourself. Then that's the most ignorant argument you can make. Okay, and I think I think in the most honest sense, in the most because honest sense of the conversation, in the most honest sense of the conversation, we recognize that there are great players, and yes, you know, no one does it by themselves. And so, yes, Scotty was incredibly influential. Phil Jackson was incredibly influential. And, you know, it was Steve Kerr making big shots and Paxson making big shots to get him to the playoffs. Like, there was a lot of other good players around him. But the truth of the matter is, 
it was Michael Jeffrey Jordan who drove that whole show. Like without him, it would not it would not have been the same. Not even remotely. There's there's not a bunch I'm of not, there's not, not, not a bunch argue, of Chauncey Phillips Pistons teams walking around here, bro. Like it's star driven. It's star driven. It's star driven. Every great star has a, a Robin. G. Every Batman has a Robin, bro. It's Every the argument though. Like argue. you keep like my argument is the argument now is I said that he's not the greatest winner in the NBA, and that's the truth. And people like you just did going throw out six for six as if he only plays six years in the NBA. So any I mean, but anybody that you're gonna say that one more wasn't like. None of them won a hundred percent of their championships. Bill Russell didn't win every championship he was I didn't, in. I didn't like, see you. I didn't, I didn't see who, it. Who are you telling that. me is who is who is a better winner than Michael Jordan? Tell me a better winner than Michael Jordan. Uh, Bill Russell. He won eleven. He won eleven NBA championships. Eleven. Eleven. So he's better than Michael Jordan. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said he's a better winner. This is this is what this is this is going back to the argument of me saying that a better winner he won more. I don't think he's a better winner. I think Michael Jordan put teams on his back and won better. He might not have won as much, but he was a better winner. Like since we want to play with words. anyone, anyone too as a coach. What is what has Michael play. Jordan done as a front office um, uh, personnel? He's too great of a he's too great of a player to be I, a coach. All right. He's so anyways, to be a coach. Anyways, I, I hate you so much. Right anyways. Now. <laughs> I thought we were going doing on, this for fun. Nah, my go, blood is hot. <laughs> going on to current events. <laughs> I live, well, I live in a state, and you live in a state that has governors that are somewhat, if not very, compensated. Um, not all states have that luxury. Um, I'm happy, and I feel very privileged to, you know, to live in a blue state. Um, but there's been news this week about Trump uh, wanting to open up, open back up the economy, whatever that means. Uh, um, amongst news of a lot of states in the Midwest having new hotspots. So this has been the news for like the last week or so. Um, in Sioux Falls, in Sioux Falls, um, South Dakota, there's there's a um, meat packing plant that does like um, does pork. They are the like the newest or the they are the I guess the most they have the most cases within that cluster in the country. So as of um, as of this weekend, they had over 700 cases. Attributed to that one um, meat meat packing plant. Um, also, this past weekend in Florida, some beaches have been opened back up, which I don't Jeez. understand how that you know opening up beaches are essential. Beaches, but, parks, and other sort of yeah, uh, yeah. public. Places. I just don't understand how that's essential. Um, across the country, there's been protests um, where people, well, protests armed and not armed, which I don't understand what's the point of, you know, taking guns to a protest against a, a virus. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to shoot the virus? 
I don't, well, I don't I mean, know. Isn't it more so protesting the the government, the government saying that they have to right. st- stay in place? Okay. Perhaps. But I, n- I never got that. Like, even if you have, like, a, like an AR, what is your AR going to do against a tank or, or a drone? I, 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 I never got that logic. Like, the government has, like, I don't care how many weapons you have, the government has more. Sure. So, I, I, I never got that logic. But anyways. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of states talking about opening back up. Um, I, even states that have Democratic governors um, are rolling out phases of plans um, to open up their their businesses. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, I think uh, from what I've been reading, you know, and this is even since we, you know, worked on stuff yesterday, um, Georgia is one of the states that has come out and said that they're opening up, you know, different service industry companies such as like barbershops and salons and things like that. I, I want to say as early as next week. Um, in, in addition, um, there was just, excuse me, an article today, a few hours ago that said that uh, once that they're going to be suspending immigration um, now as a result of coronavirus. So, you know, I think in all of this that you're highlighting is just, um, this level of, I mean, I can say incompetence, but it's really more so just a premature, well, seemingly premature willingness to start opening things back up when we're right at the time that we're starting to see the, the curve dropping in a lot of densely populated places, but as you've illustrated, right, places like South Dakota, which are still having or having new cases and new issues, they don't want to act right. And Florida just never wants to act right. So, you know, what is there to do, right? What what what's what's gonna be the fallout of all of this? So the, there's no there's no vaccine against against COVID nineteen. And it's going to be a long time until we get a vaccine. And I get it that people are getting antsy. One, the weather's getting warmer and people want to go back outside. Mm-hmm. Two, people are losing you know, money, you know, hand over fist. And yeah. the, everyone wants to get back to, to, like, to normalcy. But you can open up all the businesses you want. If, if, so I was doing some reading about about the like the one thing that a lot of people compare this pandemic to is the um just the Spanish flu. Oh uh, right, yeah, 19, you posted 19, something 18, the other day. 1918. Right. And so the Spanish flu kind of kind of spread to this country as soldiers were coming back coming back from um World War One. And before you know, as you know, the coronavirus, not coronavirus, the Spanish flu started to spread, you know, same advice was, you know, was giving to to citizens across the country, you know, try to stay away from densely populated areas, uh, wash your hands. They even made like like spitting on the ground like illegal. Yeah. Um but then 
as more and more soldiers start to come back, like I saw like this, I followed this um, account on Instagram called Historic and it talked about how the Spanish flu kind of hit a really big city yeah. in Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they had like this big parade to welcome back the soldiers. And people are like crammed in the streets side by side. And yeah. at this point they, they knew, you know, of the of the Spanish flu. And like in the next six weeks, over twelve thousand people died in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. So and it, and that was part of like the sec the second wave. So right, right, because it just, had been I, pretty much isolated at that point yeah. until yep. people started bringing it back. Exactly. So I just worry. I just worry about the comparing the Spanish flu to COVID nineteen. I just worry about that second wave. Like, yeah. I'm I'm also kind of antsy to get back out. You know, I want to get a haircut. I want to go back to the gym, but like my governor, uh, governor of Washington is is uh, Jay Inslee. Mm-hmm. He can open back up the state all he wants to. I'm not like I'll go outside. Like I have been doing like going to the grocery store and like you know going for runs. But you won't catch me in a gym or catch me going to the movies or anything like that because, um, like I said, there's no there's no vaccine for it, and that's the one thing that that I think will make me comfortable enough to resume life as normal. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm torn, right? I think in the most logical sense, I think we all recognize that, you know, a lot of this stuff does seem very premature. You know, we're at a time, we're at a time right now where, you know, as you pointed out, our states have been on quarantine much longer than just the beginning of April. Yeah. You know, it, California, I think, was one of the first you know, mid, mid March or so. Now, there's some states that just went on quarantine. What two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And now these same states are talking about they want to open up, you know, activities and resume nor- resume normal life. The thing that I'm worried about is, you know, we're still having pretty frequent domestic travel. So, you know, people in South Dakota, people in Florida, people in some of these Midwestern states, I think we talked about Minnesota uh, as as one of them uh, mm-hmm. offline, you know, people are still going to be traveling from these places to areas that are trying to get a handle on coronavirus. Airports are going to be hotspots. I did just mention how immigration is going to be like shut down. That second wave is a real fear. The reason why I'm torn is looking at some of the psychological and social effects that are happening due to this these stay-in-place orders. I, I think the most noticeable one is, you know, the reports of the rise in domestic abuse in, in households as people are losing their jobs and being forced to stay in the house. I even saw a report this past weekend that was saying that landlords... There's an increase in them requesting sexual favors oh, yeah, from that. tenants that can't pay their rent. That's terrifying to me. And yeah. I understand that there's the health aspect of it. Some of these other situations are also just terribly messed up. And so I can't even determine right now what would be worse, the, the medical implications or just the psychological and social things 
that we are being hit dealt with um it's gonna but, i mean all those all those things you mentioned are are just horrible and i will say i am fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to say i'm not gonna leave the house and i can work from home and i don't you know i'm not gonna be missing any paychecks right but I, I can say I can also say that I feel like all those like uh, sociological like impacts of staying in the house are terrible. But you know what's even worse? Being dead. So, um, I mean, you can make the argument that some of the things that I talked about do lead to that. I understand. What yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah, for sure. For sure. I understand sure. what you're saying, but yeah, for sure. But like. I just don't know. I I just feel like we know that there's a, especially in our community, Mm -hmm. there's a higher chance of of people in our community actually one catching catching this disease and then two dying from it. So you're talking about the black community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're black and I'm black, so. Um, (laughs) No. But, you know, I just want everyone to be as safe as possible. And just because, you know, governors are saying open up their states, like, for instance, in in uh, in Georgia, like, I think their governor's name is Brian Kemp. Mm-hmm. He's a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. I've seen people I've seen people in that know in Atlanta saying, oh, I'm about to go. I'm about to go back and give me a haircut. I got my haircut scheduled. I'm like, wait a I'm like, wait a minute. You, you don't trust this governor for it anything else Thanks. You think so election and then all of a sudden because he's saying something you actually want to hear you know, like, my guy like yeah my guy what's my up? guy I'm, I'm out here like no that's not that's not how it should work but definitely whatever definitely not definitely whatever. not so i think just to kind of close on this one i think it if you are blessed and privileged enough to be able to still you know, work from home and take your time and stay safe. I hope that you will seriously consider that, you know, this isn't going away anytime soon. Um, Remember that there are people that even though you might not know them, they might still be affected by the spread of this disease. And so just being really haphazard and willy nilly about, you know, reintegrating yourself into society for those people that have the opportunity to, you know, remember it's not just about, you know, you and, you know, think about those close to you or those that you, you might not know that are in harm's way, right? Because it's, it's a very real thing. Sure. So, we talked about Chicago a little bit earlier in the, in the podcast. Let's stick with that theme. Here we go. And talk about your guy. Here we go. Your, your, your idol. We. What's, it, what's that saying? Where idols become rivals? Okay, hold on. You, you don't hold on. <laughs> Set the stage. Set the stage. What are we? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Give a give so context. What, all right. So, uh, your favorite musician of all all time? Is it all time? I mean, oh, so just music, just music at this point. Uh, definitely one of my favorite. And I and I and I, and I agree that he's a a genius when it comes to music. Yeah. Music. Music, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Kanye West uh, sat down with uh, Gentleman's Quarterly or GQ magazine, and he gave a uh, very in um, in-depth 
uh, interview about a variety of things. But the one thing that stood out is uh, is politics. And if you don't know, um, leading up to the 2016 election, Kanye West was very um, pro Donald Trump. Um, now he said now he said he did not vote in the 2016 election, but he, um, I think what he did was far worse than actually voting for the man. He, okay. he basically campaigned for him, and he met after he was elected. He met with him a couple of times at the Trump Tower. Um, they talked about who knows what. His, his wife actually does some really good things with um, with um, prison reform and you know trying to trying to get people out of prison that don't belong there. But sticking sticking with Kanye West, he talked about um, his thoughts on the twenty twenty election, and he said that you know he didn't vote in twenty sixteen, but he is voting in twenty twenty. And everyone should already know who he's voting for. Um, and with that said, he insinuated that he will be casting his vote for Donald Trump. So, John, take it away. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as a Kanye fan... I have to just speak for the population here and say that uh, any and every time Kanye does something and your phone absolutely explodes but from people like you that want to to absolutely just take another shot at yay, I, I always have to temper my thoughts and just say like, you know, half the time when it comes to things like politics in all those other things, you know, I don't go to musicians for my political beliefs and my political views. So, you know, because Kanye West is saying that, to be fair, his exact quote was, we know who I'm voting on. So he didn't say who he was voting for, but, you know, that's playing with words here. I don't go to Kanye West for my political beliefs and my political views. Um, one of the things Likewise. that... Right. I mean, and I hope no one else does. I hope no one goes to any of their favorite musicians for their political views or opinions. Uh, I hate some of the stuff that they do because, you know, the article that you sent me, right, that was the headline of the article, right? Kanye West, we know who I'm voting on. When in actuality, he says a lot of other things. And as somebody who does take the time to go through and read through the entire articles, right, I'll even just, I have it pulled up. I've been reading it. I've read it like three times since you sent it to me, just so I could be prepared for the Kanye slander. But the, anyway. I was going to read it anyway. You're right. But the very first line of the article after this gotcha headline is, I'm not, it's, it's a quote that says, I'm not telling anybody who they should vote on, what they should wear, or where they should live. Right? Uh, says Kanye West in the GQ cover story of the May issue, I'm doing me. Right? So one thing that stands out is that I feel like there's a learning that goes on, right? He recognizes that after the 2016 election, him wearing that MAGA hat, you know, did influence a lot of people because he does have a platform and it's ignorant to not recognize that the things that he does, you know, do play some weight, right? And I think Trump uses that to pander to the black community in a sense. 
he's like, listen, I'm not telling anybody what they should do. With it. I'm just doing me. And that's all Kanye West ever does. So get off my guy. You also alluded to the fact that Kim has been doing a lot of really positive things. Yeah. Um, based on her relationship with Donald Trump. But so, I mean, but, you know, Kanye West has also, right? Like Kanye West was one of the people that spoke to him when ASAP Rocky was, you know, some people would argue unfairly imprisoned in Sweden for assault charges. Um, and in addition, you know, they both worked on a lot of the stuff. Yeah, what? Don't look at me crazy. Yes, a- yes. You're bringing up ASAP as him helping Bro, the black I'm community? Just saying, I'm just all I'm trying to illustrate is a point that all I'm trying to illustrate is a point that there are they have a personal relationship with the president such that they are able to use that relationship to bring back positive results. Right. Alice Johnson was very unfairly convicted for a, a nonviolent drug charge, life with no opportunity of parole and spent 22 years in jail. And it was still work. That, you know, I'd argue that Kim and Kanye did with their relationship with Donald Trump that got her freed, right, in the incredibly racist state of Alabama. So, yes, are they are they in a way also saying that, um, you know, some of the stuff that he's doing might not be as bad? Of course. But, you know, people vote for personal interest and that's the harsh reality that we live in. Speaking of personal interest, can I, can I, can I, please, um, please, interrupt please, quick? please. And so in 2019, Kanye West talks about his, his, uh, his tax refund of, uh, $68 million. Okay. And he claims that it was sent by God. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I, now, I'm not the most religious, religious person, Man. but. I don't think that God sent Kanye West a $68 million tax refund, but I do believe that a relationship with Donald Trump, um, who is you know known to um, pull strings within the government to suit his, um, or help himself as well as his friends, I do believe that has something to do with it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Kanye West endorses Trump for some type of kickback because he did have tax problems before Donald yeah. Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then all of a sudden, I feel like those tax problems kind of went away after he kind of you know endorsed Donald Trump. And I'm not saying that that's the reason oh, why. Oh wow! Okay, but, wow. But it just seems uh, like a big coincidence that you know. All of a sudden, he's chubby, chummy with the president, and all of a sudden, instead of going from owing all this money, now he got he got a sixty-eight million dollars tax refund. I'm I'm just saying. I'm incredibly bothered. I'm incredibly bothered by this argument that you're making. Right? One, it's insinuating that you know Kanye West is seemingly so different from any other major black entertainer that you're aware of that had a relationship with Donald Trump before oh, he was president. Too. Right. Yeah, like, you know, fuck Oprah, fuck all Denzel, of fuck all of them. That's, uh, you know, Brown, everybody that's been in the All world. of them. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, Jay-Z, 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 Beyonce, all like, so, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Jay-Z, Beyonce, did... Now, were they not... Tell me, tell me were they, they not chummy? Was there not photos? Was there not photos all on the internet of them together? 
With Donald Trump? Do I need to find receipts? Before he was president? Before he was president? Before he was president? That's what I'm, I'm saying. About, I'm talking about him running for president in 2016 and then him becoming president and then endorsing him as president. Bruh. Because it's a, it's it, a very, it it's a, no, no, so no, no, no. So it's a very interesting thing, right? This is a very interesting thing because, you know, we, I, I want to say it was even last week that we had the conversation that you were saying that you can understand how some people were endorsing Donald Trump in 2016, even though you might not have agreed with it. At that point, he had not been a dangerous president because he had never been president, right? Yeah. And pe there were people, a lot of people that hated Hillary, right? This is 2016, right? Pre 2016. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We and even as a Kanye fan, I'd be like, "Yo, listen, like I would prefer that you didn't rock rock that MAGA hat, bro. Like, you you kind of look big goofy right now." But also, again, I'm gonna say people vote for personal interests, and if you have the ear of the president, that is an amount of power that you know some people can use for good, and other people can use it for tax write-offs, and some people can use it for both. I think it's very unrealistic to think that. You know, Kanye West is the only one doing stuff like that. It's just that he's the visible one, so it's easy to take shots at Ye. And as a as a fan, you know, all Kanye has ever been in his entire career is somebody that wants to do exactly what he wants. Um, you know, based on you know the the upbringing that he had by his parents, who were you know freedom fighters and part of the Black Panther Party, and really and educators in the black community like this man just wants to do what he wants as a black man and be free to make his own decisions no one no one's right wrong or indifferent right wrong or indifferent like and 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 people act like him wearing the maga hat is anything different from in 2005 going on national television saying that trump i mean that uh george bush doesn't like black people dude has always been outlandish dude has always been crazy and mm -hmm. it's just the fact that now you disagree with them so everybody wants to be like cancel kanye and it's fucking ridiculous it's ridiculous all right, all right. so one it's ridiculous. no one's i've never said cancel kanye I, I literally just thought of saying i think he's a musical genius two two he can he can say whatever he wants and rock whatever he wants and vote for whoever he wants right but I also, me as Tunde, I have my own opinions on him. He is a he is a celebrity, right? Yep. He has a, a, a big platform. So with with that comes people allowed to people are allowed to have your, their opinion on people who have large platforms. Like we we have a podcast now, right? Yeah. Probably people listening to this who who's going to listen to the beginning of the part of the podcast so oh fuck Tunde. he said fuck he said jordan wasn't the greatest so fuck him and everything he stands for you know what okay. i'll take that that's fine because you're wrong yeah. I, I understand that's an unpopular opinion but yeah. on on the flip side kanye west can do and say whatever he wants okay but but me i don't agree with him rocking a maga hat you talk about his parents being black panthers right okay this man turns around and rock a maga hat i to me I, I like you. You just said you said yourself. He looks big, goofy doing that. He did look goofy. He did look goofy. Yeah. So you can live with that. Yeah. And and, and, and I, I and, and, I, and I, I don't sit here. Saying... I think him running for Trump also makes him look goofy too. I'm not saying Kanye West is a bad person. Of course not. But I just think a lot of things he's he's been doing in the past couple of years, uh, I I can't rock with. I I'm mean. Sorry. 
You're right. It, you're right. Everyone, when you have a platform like that, everyone is, everyone has an opinion of you and is very willing to share it. I think that, you know, articles like the one that you sent me are the ones that people want to try to point out where he's like, oh, you know who I'm voting on. It's, it's just more of that, you know, very headline shock value sort of stuff, right? Like the very first line is that he's not trying to influence anybody. He's not trying to tell anybody what they should do and vote on. But those aren't the, those aren't the headlines that get spread, right? And so now you're starting to propagate a narrative. That's the, that's, that's the media, though. That's what the media does. That, they want to get that's that clicks. fake news. That's that fake news, my G. Oh, hey, here you go. That's that fake news. <laughs> you hear me? Hey, here you go. Let's yo. talk about it. Let's really here talk about go. it, bro. Here you go. They trying to they trying to sell internet clicks with here that fake go, shit. Yo. Here you go. They need to get up off my guy. Yay, nigga. Listen, I didn't I didn't need an article to tell me. I I if you would ask me two weeks ago, who do you think Kanye West is voting for? When I read that, when I read that article, I was not surprised. You were surprised that he was voting. I think, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sure, that that I was surprised about that, but I wasn't surprised that he's still friends with Trump. I mean, he he hasn't wavered. I mean, but so. is there no is there no silver lining for the work that him and Kim have been able to do to some degree with prison reform and and jail sentencing? Is there no uh, silver lining there? Uh, of course there is, of course there is. Well, I don't know if Kanye is actually doing that work, but, but, at them as a unit, of course, of course there is. Like any any time a, a black person who's who's been wrongly imprisoned and gets out, I'm never gonna be like, oh my god, uh, fuck like, how, how 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 dare they work with Trump to do that? No, that person it doesn't belong in jail and they got out. I'm happy about that. So I'm never I'm never gonna knock that. Now all the other shit. Just, it's just, I don't know. I just can't get with it. But I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. He said some crazy stuff before. He said some crazy stuff, but and, that's and, all Kanye has ever been. That's all Kanye has ever been from the beginning. And, and, so. and, and it's, it's not just Kanye either. Like if if this was anyone else, like I'd be like, yo, like Jim Brown was on that bullshit too. And I was like, yo, Jim Brown, you're walling right now. Like you look stupid. Stacey Dash, who I used to love. Stacey Dash was nice, bro. Like, she, like I look at her like, like, like she's an alien now. Like, what's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? Like, did you get like taken over by the body snatchers? But so, do you say that about any person who's perceived who's perceived as a black conservative? Like, do you think that a black conservative person, no, 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 in no, no, some no. way, is like? Uh, not let's say not, not a conservative. Any black Republican has somehow like given up their blackness. Is that like a thought no, that you have? I, I don't. I don't. Cause like I don't. I don't have issues with like, for instance, like a Michael Steele. Okay. Like I mean, I, I have like a you, policy, you have, like sure, like, sure, like, disagreements. Disagreements. Fair. But like, I don't think he, like he's some type of like. I hate using this word, but I don't think he's some type of like. Uncle Tom or anything like that. But I like, use what to say that. I need what to say that. Because I just don't like using that word against people, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it's um, for, for lack of a better word. Um but I think 
Kanye, like he he's doing like the extra shit that like like you don't have to like show up. What like, other extra and, shit has he and, done and, other and, than and do, like like and do photo ops and um that was that was four years ago. Okay. <laughs> I still don't I still don't like it. That's so old, Tune Day. Like, All right, you're right. All right. Get you know, in this decade, it's, bro. It's four years ago. Get in this decade. You're right. That's like four years ago. Bro. He's he's, and, he's uh, and, he, found, and honestly, he found Jesus. He found Jesus. Him and Kim are helping with prison reform. Like, come on, man. This is a this is a new decade, man. Kanye's about to change the world. For the I think that I think that most black people are conservative anyway. Facts. But we can talk about that. It's a whole. No, that's, it's a no, that's, that's big facts. That's big facts. It's a whole other conversation, but, um, but yeah. So, I don't know. Kanye West. I mean, he can do what he wants. Yeah. But um, moving on to the next topic, I think you have something for us. I think we have our yeah. first uh, listener mail. First listener mail. Yeah, so this is really exciting. This is a, a really exciting thing. So, um, one, thank you to everyone who has sent us an email to our summer 16 podcast at gmail.com account. Uh, if anyone else has any other you know, questions, comments, concerns, feedback, uh, hypothetical questions, we would love to receive those. Again, that's summer 16 podcast at gmail. Dot com. So uh, for our very first one, we're going to, uh, I'm going to read it off. Um, it's going to be, the, or the headline is, Does Fidelity Exist? All right, so this will be, this should be good, right? All right, the email reads, Hi, John and Tunde. I have a scenario I would like to get a male's perspective on. I recently went through a breakup where I caught my boyfriend of five years cheating. I sought the advice of women, mostly older women, to get some insight on what to do. Most of them, including my mom, said I should stay with him because he is a, quote, good man, and, quote, men will be men. I'm now questioning the fidelity in my own parents' marriage. My question is, is it feasible or realistic that a couple could be married for 30-plus years and neither partner has ever cheated? If so... How common do you think true fidelity occurs in long-term relationships? Signed, hashtag forever alone. Whoa. Hashtag black men don't cheat. Uh, can we just drop it like that? <laughs> can we just... Uh, hashtag black men don't cheat and be done with that? No, I think that's an interesting question. So uh, what, do you, what do you think? I'll let you uh, go first. First, I, let me start by saying this. Is it possible... Of course, anything is possible, right? It's like, it's not impossible. Like, sure. I'm pretty sure in the history of 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 this, you know, of this planet, that there's been people who married 30 plus years that, you know, neither partner. Because I don't want to just let's talk about this. Let's talk about saying this. Talk about it. I don't want to constrain this, like constrain this scenario, this topic. To just oh, do can men be faithful? Because let's be honest. All right, women be, be out here just you know they be out here doing their thing too. All right, and trust me, I know. Talk about it. Talk about um, it. So it, it's it's definitely possible. Is it the 
now the, the, the question the question is, is the question is is it, is it realistic though like is it, it re- is that is that realistic right um and for 30 years and also before i answer the question it depends on what you consider like like fidelity right because like i think we talked about this when we had like our pre like show discussion of the show because if i think that let's say i have a work wife right and she and she and she cooks me like some homemade like mac and cheese it's like some fried chicken some some collard greens and she cooks that for me and i don't and i and i don't tell my partner my partner i'd be like oh 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 so you so you cheat on me huh so and I, I might be like, "What? I was hungry and I didn't feel like, you know, going out to eat some Chick Fil A." So I might think, you know, it's just food, but you know, my partner might think, "Oh, so you like stepping out?" So it, it depends on what you think for that is. Now, so I think, well, so I think I think you touch on a good point there, right? You know, and this is kind of how I interpreted the question. You know, when we talk about cheating. Right. I, I get I, maybe that's a good place to start. Like, what is cheating in a relationship? Right. I think it's easy just to be like, oh, I slept with someone else. But it's really not always that cut and dry. Right. No. I think the I think for me, it's one of those things where cheating is any situation that you intentionally hide from your partner for the fear that they might be you know threatened in their relationship insulted or feeling misled how do you what do you feel how do you think about what do you think about that as a definition of cheating? i can get behind that like anything that you would hide from your partner and intentionally yeah intentionally yeah, intentionally yeah, yeah. hide yeah right so if you got some collard greens and mac and cheese you know like and you and was like, ooh, and you know, shorty, and you know. shorty don't like that, G. Ooh-wee. Is that cheating? Like, would that be cheating? If, if, see, see, it depends. Because I think it, it's, up for the, it's up to the person who would be, who would feel slighted to, to kind of classify that as. Because if, if I don't think it is, and, and she thinks it is, then guess what it is? It's cheating. It is. Yeah. So yeah. It's, not yeah. Up, it's not up to me to like, you know, decide that. Or like if if for instance if if like my girlfriend, like for instance, um decided that she wanted to to go get like a massage, right? Okay. And like the massage is like, you know, so body, so body, yeah, like a full body massage from like some dude, like like uh, like, who, like who's who's somebody that like everyone's like is the it guy for 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 the women now. My um, my twin. All right, so like Aegis Elba, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like Aegis Elba, right? Like, and she gets a full body massage for him, and like let's say let's say like she tells me like oh he's the full body massage, and I'm like oh right, you know it's whatever like I'm comfortable. And they're like, they're the food on his side. She's like, he he decides to, you know, get, he get a little happy ending. 
whoa, whatever, right? But she, but she, but she intentionally leave that part out, right? That's cheating. But it's up to me to decide, not for, up to her to decide. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think that's pretty cut and dry, Tunde. I think that's just cheating, right? If, 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 I, if, I, if, I, if I'm cool with it, though, then it, it, it wouldn't be. But again, that comes to like the communication before yeah. him, right? Like, or even after, even after, because like, oh, okay, if, so if, if it happens, it just happens, and then she's like, oh, this happened, and I'm like, huh, oh, whatever, just a little, just a little finger bang, and I'm like, all right, whatever, and then in that case, it still wouldn't be right. Interesting. So then, I mean, I guess in your mind, then it's very feasible and realistic that a couple could go through a whole relationship, and it's not cheating. Or are you just saying that is a very hyper hypothetical scenario? Like, cause I don't imagine if your girl went and got a massage, and and then get then then got a happy ending, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Thanks for telling me after the fact though. That's dope. I don't think that's really your whole wavelength. Uh... Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we discuss this beforehand? Wait, what? 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 what uh, okay. Uh, what country are we in? What country is she in? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? If, okay, she's okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Scenario. Okay. Shorty goes on a, a trip to London. You know, she's just there for a you know, little week, week vacation. She's going to meet up with some friends, do some little backpacking. Do that little girl's trip. No big deal. Woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. They go out to the club one night. They popping bottles. You know, it's a bunch of them. Ooh, it's lit. It's lit. She meet Idris Elba. It's like, oh, Idris, like, you're, you're a great actor. This is so fun. And, you know, you just at the crib, you know, reading books, you know, playing with the dog, you yep. know, playing video games, doing your normal stuff. And she's out here getting it. Meets Idris Elba. She's like, oh, take some pictures with me. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. Then, you. right, you with me, right, you with me. So then it's like, oh man, this is so such a fun night, you know. Like next tomorrow night, y'all gotta come over to the villa. Woo woo woo, we about to kick it. And then you know she calls you like, oh babe, just checking in. I uh, met Idris Elba last night. It was so it was so crazy. Like I didn't think he'd be out in London when I was in London. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, like, he not, like like yeah, he's London. He's he's British, but who knew he would be in London? Yeah, right. Like who would have ever thought? He's so he's so sweet. He invited us to his villa tomorrow night. So, uh-huh. you know, naturally, as the trusting, faithful black man that you are, you're like, okay, babe, like, I'm so glad you're having a good time. Like, you know, don't do anything crazy, but have fun. So she goes over there. They, you know, got some fancy British liquor They in the hot tub, everybody having a good time. And then, you know, Idris, who happens to be a very accomplished masseuse, starts giving out massages, right? Uh-huh. I'm following right? you. Okay. He starts giving out massages. His wife, you know, she cool with it. She not tripping. You know what I'm saying? She's there, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, your girl decides to get a little massage massage. And, you know, Idris, you know, start getting a little handsy. And then smooch her, smooch her on the neck. Okay, he smooch her on the neck or whatever, okay. right? Uh-huh. And so then she's like, oh, that's just, this is Idris Elba. Like, this is hella wild. And then she like, you know, she roll over to get like the little side or whatever massage and then he smooch mm-hmm. her on the lips. But she's like, you know what? I have a great guy at home. I don't want to do anything more. And that's where it stops. Okay? Okay. No much. She just done smooched Idris a little bit, got a little booty grabbed on a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, she comes back to the crib. 
or you know, y'all talk, you know, she, uh -huh. she doesn't really say anything then because she still got a couple of days left of the trip. She comes back and then y'all are talking and she's like, hey, hey, faithful black man, Tunde, I just got to tell you, you know, such and such happened while we was at Idris, Idris's villa. Is did you just get cheated on? Wait, it depends. What do you mean it depends? I'm asking you straight up. It's like it's it's like he on our bucket list. Because if she's if he's if that's like a bucket list, then not really. Not really is not no though. No, it's not. Not really is not no. If it's the bucket, so, that's like a that's a bucket list and no. If it's a okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was ready for that answer, sir. Um, so you're saying that if there's a, a body you got on your bucket list, then it's not cheating? Of course not. Okay. Listen, let, let me tell you something. Okay. <clears throat> I don't even know where to go with this Trace, anymore. Tra tra Tracy? Tracy if Ellis Ross. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, man! But, but not for thing her. Is, but, but see, that's but that's not for you to decide. That's for her to decide. Like you can't you can't sit there and say that you know if she does if that's on her bucket list, you're saying that's not cheating. But that doesn't mean that she feels the same way. So you could go get Tracy Ellis Ross buckets on your bucket list, and she could still say that's I'm cheating. Gonna, I'm gonna get the buckets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know that still could be cheating. Uh, and yeah, then I guess. But maybe, maybe, maybe we've, uh, maybe we've, kind of, um, kind of glossed over this fact, right? Because the truth of the matter is, you know, we're talking about is it cheating? Is it not cheating? You know, you obviously have incredibly ridiculous scenarios that you're playing with in your mind. Um, but the truth of the matter is, the question is saying that you know you've been together for thirty plus years, right? I think that whether you agree that it's cheating or not, in most cases, you know, let's say that year 12, it is an instance of cheating. Usually that relationship ends. Do you think that, do you think that cheating is the end of a relationship? Like, do you think oh, that it's... No, not, not at all. Not you at don't all. think it's the end of a relationship? Not, not at all. No, 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 no. In what sense? In what sense? I've been cheating on before. Yeah, but you ended the relationship. No, I didn't. Explain. I got cheated on. I, well, no. Okay, I don't yeah, want to give, I don't give the whole story. I don't want to give the whole fair. story, but... That's fair. Um, I got cheated on. And then she ended the relationship when I found out. Okay. And then she wanted to get back, like, a month later. And then I decided, like, hey, okay, that's this, this is cool. So you got back with her? Yeah. And then I ended it again for reasons outside of the cheating. Interesting. So, like, I don't, I don't, I feel like. So, is it different? Is that different from when you're dating somebody versus when you're married? Like, do you still feel that same way? Like, like that's I your feel, girlfriend, I, I, right? I feel like it's even stronger. Like, I, I would, I, if I was, if I feel like if I was married, I'd be, I'd be even less inclined to leave if I've already cheated. Huh. Now, not not saying that like you can go out and cheat every night. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm be I'm be cool with that. But like, you know, like 
I don't think that's that's like the that has to be the end of a, a relationship. relationship, especially if you're married, especially like yeah. especially, and especially if like you know there's remorse there, and like you know you're willing to the partner is willing to like try to you know work work towards you know some type of reconciliation, then fine. But if you're like yeah, did it and what? Okay, fine. Then you're like I'm out of here because you don't yeah. you don't give a fuck. Yeah. But so okay, so I guess I I'm in a I'm in a similar boat. So I don't think I don't think cheating necessarily ends a, a marriage. I don't think it necessarily ends a marriage. If you're dating, it, and also it depends on like how, like what stage you are in dating. Right, exactly. That's why that's a little messy. But for the sake of just for the sake of clarity, let's just stick with a marriage here, right? Yeah. Because I do think that marriage comes with a lot of other factors that, mm-hmm. um, you know, aren't always considered when someone initially asks that question, right? You know, there could be, you know, kids involved. There could be, you know, complicated financial situations involved and, you know, quality of life things. I don't think necessarily that cheating would end that. However, I do think that there is a lot of reconciliation and trust repairing that would probably have to be done, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that's that's really the issue. And you know, I, 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 I wonder for myself. Like, I wonder for myself. Like, if I were to get cheated on, like, I have never been cheated on, nor have I. Let me rephrase that. I have never been cheated on, to my knowledge. But I know that I have never cheated on anyone, um, and so that's it's a very foreign thing to me, right? Um, and so I don't know, like, if my partner had cheated on me, I don't know if I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what? But you're the love of my life. Like, I want to repair this. Let's let's work it out. I don't so, know if I would have that strength, right? Like, no, I, be, be, trust me. Before that happened to me, I was I was like, ah, hell no. Nah. You chilling me? You chilling me? I'm out. Like, I got you know. It's all, all these other fishing to see, whatever. But right. then it happens to you, and you're like, it's ah, not the worst thing that's ever happened. It's, it's not. I mean, it's it's it a hundred percent sucks. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, you wait. You you have two sides, right? You weigh like all the great things in this mm-hmm. relationship, right? You weigh mm-hmm. like how you feel about them. Like mm-hmm. all the good times, and like, you, and you still see like a future with this person. Sure. And then, and on the other side, you're like, okay, there's this one situation where some bullshit happened, and whatever circumstances that the cause the cheating happened happened, and you, you see all these great things on one side, and like just one thing on the other side, and you're like, am I am I willing to to let all of these good things go? For that, what uh, this we could just go absolutely left with this question, but and and maybe this is because I've never been in that position. But what would the good things be about a person that would be only unique to that one person, such that you would feel inclined to stay with them and not find someone else with those qualities that would you know. But you, I, but you, I but guess, you already, I but guess you already know that, to. though. You, you, well, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not anything that's super unique to one it, person. Right. Everyone, so it's, like, but, but it's easy to say that when you're on the outside looking in and you're not yeah. invested 
to it. And you can say, like, just like, excuse my language, like, 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 kick that bitch to the curb. And you're like, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then when you're in that situation, you're like, damn, I, but I do love her though. But is that and what it, love is? Like, is that love, Tunde? Like, I don't think that's love. That's it's again, infatuation. It, it's easy it's for love, you to say that on the outside looking is. in. You're right. It's, it's you're super right. easy. You're right. And like I said, trust me, so I've then, been there. Okay, so but 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 I I have to if I just continue to go back to the question, mm-hmm. that's not your wife of thirty years. Like obviously this chick, you know what I'm saying, that cheated on you, you got back with her, you end up breaking up with her for other reasons. You know, I would I would wonder, I would wonder if there were, you know, you know, when you're looking at that list of good and that list of bad, well, it wasn't only this one bad thing such that you wanted to oh. still end the relationship, right? Like that's yeah. not your wife of 30 years. Like it's hindsight, hindsight. Like if me now, if I could go back in time and be like, like, what are you doing? Like just I, if I can go back in time and just slap myself and like 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 snap out of it, like things aren't gonna like work out for the best. But I didn't know that back then. I didn't know things weren't gonna work out for the best. You were in love, man. I guess it happens, yeah. Shit shit happens. Shit happens. Players fuck up. Not not black men though. Black men don't cheat, bro. Mm, okay. Black boys. Whatever. Black boys cheat. Black men don't cheat. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 so that's this is really interesting though. So do you think that that level of fidelity is common in long lasting relationships? Like what? Like what? If if I were to if I were to put you on the spot, like what percentage of thirty year relationships have zero instances of cheating don't hit me with your whole jedi mind tricks yeah, of, 10%. Oh, do, do, do. you say 10 10 percent have 10, no instances of cheating have zero instances of cheating. 30 years is a long time and especially if we're talking about like our parents age like some like listen the type of shit that used to go down like go down back in the day like people used to have well not women because you can't hide a family as a woman but like Dudes used to have like whole side families. Listen, it's just me you talking, right? Just me and yeah. you, right? This is just right. us. This is just us. Right. This is just us. Listen, listen. Yeah, listen. Yeah. You know, I have like three brothers and a sister, right? Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, 100% positive. I have like two or three other siblings, like somewhere in this world <laughs> that I've never met before. But you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. You know, things happen. But, like, back in the day, dude, like, dude, dude used to give it up. Dog, listen. There's this story. There's this story. My, this is a story I heard about my granddad before he passed. Or after he passed, I had been with one of his, you know, brothers or something like that. And uh, I heard this story about how, um, you know, they had their whole little family or whatever. And then him and his brothers just decided to just go to Africa for like two years. They just like packed up and just left. So like I, I, I'm convinced that I have like a whole another side of my family tree that's over in Africa because they just wanted to go find their African roots and then just came back to the crib. I think that what you're talking about is a different of a generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so, so right, because your parents and my parents are realistically from a different generation right like yeah 
And so I could easily say, like, for your parents' generation, whew, 10% still seems like a lot to me. I mean, like, a very low number to me. I feel like it's increasing. Like, I feel like if you're going to make it to 30 years, there is none of that. Ah, but am I, is that an ignorant thing to say? So like, you said, you said, you said none at all within that whole 30 years. I feel like well, as, I, I, as, as you get older, and and then the years increase in the marriage. I feel like that, like the instances would get less, and the, the likelihood of the instances get less and less and less. You oh, so you feel like it would happen earlier in the relationship? Yeah, I feel like it would happen later in the relationship. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Sex drive goes down. Yeah, but that like yeah. that excitement, bro. Like like you would imagine being a a a a forty five year old guy. You know what I'm saying? And that. You know, twenty something thing is is on it. You know, you've been with your girl for twenty something years. Like you still, you still living. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you're not worried about biological shit. Like I can see that good being point. the slip up, and then the. I mean, I guess I'm, saying, I'm, I'm thinking repair. about myself because I'm almost forty. Yeah, you almost hell. I'm, yeah. I'm whatever, and, and I'm not married. So, so like twenty years into a marriage, I'd be like sixty something. Yeah, you so. know. Yeah, you you wouldn't you gonna need a rocking chair, bro. <laughs> pushing you around in your wheelchair and shit. Um, but uh, man, this one's really kind of got me stumped. But then you look at like today's generation. Like imagine like people got married. Let's say somebody got married today. Okay, let's right? say I got married. Let's say I got married. Let's say today. I'm I'm what I'm 28 years old. I am married today and to the love so of my we, life. The year is the year is twenty fifty. I'm thirty years older, so I am fifty eight, and I'm still like, looking good, G. And I got what, most what of the, my hair still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the chances that like there's zero chances, like zero instances of of infidelity? Oh, so okay, on, so on you and your partner. Remember, it's two people in this in this match. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Do you think that women cheat more than men? I think that. They get caught less. <laughs> they so uh that just fucked me up. Um so no, yes, like what the fuck answer was that? Um it's hard to say because they, they they get caught less, then it's hard to say like the true like a true number. But I think we... I think it's 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 I think it's way higher like their their rate of infidelity is way higher than we give them credit for. I would agree with that. I would agree with like, that. Like, like way higher. Like whatever you think in your head, like add like fifteen percent, twenty percent to that. Easy. What did J Cole say? Oh my God, I'm quoting J Cole. Never mind. Yes. I'm, yes, I'm not, not doing it. Nope. I take it back. I take it back. No, I take it back. No, because I can't be on the. I can't be on record knowing J Cole bars. <laughs> no, oh, fuck yeah, it. I was just saying. Right. Uh, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, he said something like, "She said she only slept with like four or five niggas, so you know you got to multiply by three. Yeah, that's his first album. I forget what song that is. You know what I'm talking about? That's when J Cole was good, that's though. All... Whatever. That's when he was good. By the way, for everyone out there, I'll just come clean. Kanye, yes. J Cole, hard pass. No. Yeah, you, you, you're. I don't. You're tripping, yo. I'm about to get. I'm about to get so much hate for that. You're tripping, yo. J Cole's amazing. But whatever. But yeah. That's gonna be my next. That's gonna be my next motherfucking. Um, ABM. Teach me something. I'm gonna 20, go. I'm gonna go in on why J Cole is overrated. Huh? 
I thought that's gonna be your AVM. No, it's not ever. I'm never gonna recommend J Cole on my AVM. Okay, that's, that's I'll, leave that to, I'll leave that to you. Unless it's Friday Night Lights, I will recommend Friday Night Lights on an AVM. Either. What are you talking about? That's like that's an amazing mixtape. No, no, I'm saying like if that's the only thing, then you're a hater. What else would I recommend? 2014 this? Forest Hills Drive. Who cares? Excuse me. Who cares? The warm up, the come up. The warm up was the warm up had heat. That's what a uh, young symbol on the warm up. Young symbol was on the warm up. You already know. Yeah, already young symbol was hard. You already know. Young symbol was know. hard. That's before he sold out, G. Listen, ain't ain't putting all the people on right now. He's putting all the people on. Dreamville is Dreamville goes hard. <clears throat> okay, Ari. All right, all right. That's beside the point. All right, so so let's wrap up. Anyway. Let's 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 wrap up on this question though. Uh, let's wrap up on the question really quick. I think my 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 takeaway would be that is it feasible or realistic that a couple have married thirty plus years and neither partner has ever has ever cheated? Um. How common do I think that would be? At this point, man, I'm I'm coin toss. I'm 50-50. I, I, I think 50-50. You know, I can see a lot of cases where, you know, if we're if we're sticking to this idea that cheating is physically sleeping with someone else, I might think it's a little higher, to be honest. I think it I think it's more extenuating circumstances for someone to actually oh. sleep with someone else. But but any form of cheating, any form of cheating. You know, whether it's, you know, I, I hear the term emotional cheating a lot and, you know, that might be something. I think that that would be much, much lower that something like that has never happened. But, you know, in the case of this question, right, you know, they're saying specifically that they caught their, you know, significant other cheating, which I'm assuming is sleeping with someone else. I think that you it's much harder to come back from something like that versus oh you know you might have had an inappropriate let's say friendship with someone else that might have gotten to a point where something could have happened but you know maybe it did or maybe it didn't i don't think uh, most people are as i don't think most people are as uh you know cool as you tune to say that uh oh I'm you know saying, if it was on your bucket list, I'm, not it's even all saying, right. I'm not even saying i'm cool i'm uh, just just uh, my feelings i think you're a fucking but cool guy. if whatever <laughs> <laughs> if, if we if we're just saying that cheating is we're taking out like the you know all the other types we're talking about like sleeping someone else then I I would say that I would take it down from ten percent to like I say thirty. If you take back if you if you take out just physically sleeping with someone else no 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 I take out all the other things. If you all say it's only you say it's only physical cheating. Yeah. Only, physical cheating. What kind of terminology is that? Only physically having intercourse with someone else. Yeah. You would say that it's thirty percent likely in a thirty-year marriage that that has never occurred. Yes. Damn. Okay, forty. I give forty tops. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Does this just like leave you with like no optimism? The- I don't think I don't think you realize how long thirty years is. I mean, I got an idea. You're not idea, even thirty. Bro. You're not even thirty, bro. Don't play me. Just because you got damn forty-seven years old, <laughs> don't sit here and try to talk to me crazy, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, am I? Am I? Am I? Okay, legitimately, do you think that I'm being like naive in a sense here? Like, I I feel like I might be really more idealistic 
in my youth, right? It's not about being youthful. It's just everyone has their own like thoughts on it. I don't think it has anything to do with. Well, I think it has literally to do with age. But it has to. It has to, right? You've seen a lot of shit, Tunde. You've been around for a long time. Whatever. (laughs) I just. Yeah, I was happy, but a lot of things that I've seen aren't because like I'm that old. It's kind of. I don't. I don't want to put my my family business out there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. No, yeah. I feel that. But I mean, like, in and you know, it's funny because I did, you know, talk to other members of my family about this, and it was that idea of like, eh, thirty years is a long time. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that. That was like the consistency. And I'm sitting there like, what does that mean? Like, what are you saying? You know, like I would like to believe that you know my priorities change or such and such and such, but also. You know, uh, listen. Thirty years is a lot of roller coasters in, in any relationship, and I'm not saying that it's you know it's ideal, but I like sh- things do happen. Yeah, and, that's real. So hey, if we want to wrap this up, man, um, the last thing I will say is, hey guys, um, what a question. Um, thank you forever alone for posing that, and you know, to anyone else listening, we would love to hear your. Love to hear your feedback. Um, shoot us a shoot us an email. What do you think? You know, we're just two guys, two faithful black men on the airwaves. You know, playing with different ideas. But if you have any thoughts, you know, shoot us an email. You know, summer sixteen podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we would love to hear what you think. Um, because uh, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. So, um, let's move on to. Teach me something, dog. Uh, today yes. we decided. Today we decided to do a little uh, book report on the Water Dancer. It's a book. This is the first book in a while that we both read at the same time. Yeah. You know, completely by uh, happenstance. Uh, I know we were both excited about it when it first came out, and you know we finally got around to it with our huge list of books. So, you know, we wanted to take you know a little bit of time here. Um, and share our thoughts with you guys. Uh, we haven't really talked about it up to this point. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see where the conversation goes. Um, but just to kind of get everyone up to speed, um, let me start with a little summary of the book, and then we'll take it from there. Sound good, Doc? Yep. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh, the uh, the water dancer is uh, the first uh, novel by the author Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, and so uh, let's just jump right into it. All right, so Hiram Walker was born into slavery during the antebellum South on a declining tobacco plantation in Virginia named Lockless. He is the mixed-race son of a white plantation owner and a black mother who was sold away by his father when Hiram was very young. The local community consists of the Tast, which Coates uses to uniquely reference those in slavery, the Quality, those are the white landowners, and the Lows, or low-class whites. Throughout the story, they make a point to emphasize that Hiram has an extraordinary photographic memory, but is unable to remember his mother. However, in one instance, as Hiram is driving across the bridge, he suddenly has a partial vision of his mother, dancing beautiful 
with a water bucket on her head. When this vision ends, his carriage has fallen into the water. His brother drowns, but Hiram is transported out of the water and discovered by another slave from a neighboring plantation. He learns that his miracle survival, survival was the result of a superhuman ability called conduction, which transports himself and possibly others across impossible distances. His conduction and all others are triggered by powerful memories, and for Hiram, it's those of his mother. After a failed attempt to escape the task, he eventually becomes involved with the Underground Railroad. Hiram escapes to Philadelphia, where he encounters several agents and stations of the Underground Railroad. He eventually comes to meet a famous member of the Underground named Moses, who also has the power of conduction. Moses is later revealed to be none other than Harriet Tubman. With the help of Harriet and the Underground, Hiram ultimately sets on a quest to free those he has loved and lost from his home in Lockless. After many losses and, eventual, and an eventual success, he ultimately settles down with his family and operates his familial home as a new station of the Underground Railroad. And so to kind of start the conversation off, you know, one of the interesting things about this book beyond the language and just the plot is that this book has been heavily researched for almost 10 years. And it's seen in the playful way that he includes many historical fig figures in a non-fictional setting and story. So as you read this book, Tunde, what were some of the big takeaways that you had? Um, so I think this is the third book that I've read of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. So I, I read, before this, I read The Beautiful Struggle. I also read Between the World and Me, um, which are um, nonfiction, of course, nonfiction books. Um, I haven't read um, eight years in power yet, yeah. but I know like he's also done like a bunch of like the Black Panther, yeah, and um, Captain America and Captain America comic books. Mm -hmm. But this, I think, this is it's his first novel. That's um, it's his first fiction novel. So, you know, I think maybe it took me maybe like the first two chapters, like the first chapter was kind of iffy for me because I was like, maybe it was the environment that I was reading it in. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, this is you know when the outside was still open. I used to read like in my um, office then office hours. Yeah. So like, um, once I actually like got into the book, I was like, this is, it's. I know it's fiction, but it doesn't read like fiction. Right. It. Right. It. It definitely reads like a nonfiction book, and like, um, if have you read uh, Twelve Years a Slave or seen the the movie? Uh, I've seen parts of the movie, to be honest. I haven't seen the whole so, thing. So, like the, it reads like his like like that. Okay. Like a I got I got true like slave narrative. Like imagine yeah. like someone found like like the correspondence of a, of like a former slave, and they were telling their own story. That's what it reads like to me. So it's mm -hmm. it's amazing to figure out that this was like a um, a work of fiction. But yeah, I was thoroughly impressed with it. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the one thing that really stood out to me is that it's a story. Uh, it's a story about a, sl a slave, right? He was a slave in Virginia. But really, I looked at this more as a 
book about freedom um, and not just the book about slavery, right? I think that slavery and, you know, the setting with the Underground Railroad and Harriet Tubman and stuff was just a familiar setting, I think you can say, something that was very well-researched and well-documented um, to talk about this greater issue of, you know, what is freedom? What does freedom look like, right? You know, I had this takeaway that, you know, he's describing, he's describing, you know, the ways that people are getting out of bondage in the fictional sense, but the the symbolism was really more so something about how truth and shared experiences are the ways that we can share our light and reach our full potential, right? Um, you know, the things that really stood out to me were how, you know, you have this really, really intelligent guy who has a great memory, but for some reason can't remember the things that are most important to him. And it wasn't until he came in touch with, you know, Harriet Tubman, who has found her own meaning in her life, her own journey, her own powers, right? You know, this idea of conduction, um, that once she shared her gift with him, he was then able to share that gift with others. And it was told in the book that, you know, you have this mystical thing of her being able to transport across the water, sharing her story with Hiram and rescue people from Maryland and take them back to freedom. The same way that he ultimately tries to do that later in the book, but needs to really tap into those deep, dark, hurtful, sad, you know, challenging memories to reach his full potential. And then sharing that with others was his key to salvation, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that, like, at least this is from the beginning of the book, that kind of stood out to me was the relationship between um, Hiram's dad and his brother, right? So Hiram, by any stretch of imagination, was like, basically a genius like sure he had he had no training like no education but he could like he had like all these like like you say he had power recollection and all of the like all of the um qualities that Hiram had his dad wanted to wanted those qualities to be in his brother right who was and yeah and and then just to set the scene right like you know, Hiram was, you know, the son of the head of the plantation and a slave woman, while mm -hmm. his brother was, you know, the the son of the the slave owner and his wife, right? So, so but you his know, half brother, yeah, yeah, his half brother, right? Exactly. So continue, sorry. So, um, his dad wanted him to be like his his dad wanted his brother to be like this, you know. To be like a typical man of quality, yes. To to be able to to take over the plantation, take over Lockness Lockless, and you know be smart. And but his brother only cared about you know drinking and winning winning horse races and yeah. you know be, being belligerent. Yeah. So that to me was kind of like a micro microcosm of just just black people in general in this country. Like we have oh, okay. like like all the potential in the world, right? But like 
you you have you, of course you have like black people in this country who like defy uh, like all odds and and do amazing things. Sure. But it just imagine if just like like Hiram like he was groomed like after like after his dad he did like the parlor trick and like he remembered everyone's name and like a, a, a thing about them and then so everyone saw how smart he was at the beginning of the right. book and then um Hiram's dad like basically took time out from his brother's tutor and groomed Hiram to like to learn how to read and um all these different things learn different languages and stuff like that sure. so so yeah, so yeah, Hiram was was smart, but imagine how many other like slaves in that plantation could have done the same thing, but you know they weren't given the opportunity or they you know the same opportunities as you know um, the quality or the more privileged people, and that and that extends to like today's society, right? So you so you yeah. of course you're gonna have some people um, who are able to, like I said, defy odds defy like their circumstances and do great things mm-hmm. but imagine how many people are left behind in despair and they, they fall victim or to like to like their their environment or their circumstances sure. and they're not able to like you know overcome do what, yeah, yeah do what they what, what they could possibly you know end up like maximizing yeah. on their potential sure no that's admittedly i don't even think i made that connection for myself until you just said that um and i think that's a a perfect segue because one of the relationships that really stood out to me was um between hiram and the the girl sophia um so sophia was another slave on the plantation and she ultimately as she grew up she was i think they used the term fancied right where you know, there was another uh, plantation owner who was kind of called Dibs. His, at, uh, Hiram's, Hiram's uncle. It was his uncle, exactly. His uncle kind of had called Dibs, for lack of better language, um, to be with her. And so, you know, ultimately, as they're growing up, you know, they both get this idea to run away to slavery or run a, get escape slavery, um, get, get double-crossed, end up getting captured, and through a series of events, you know, Hiram's able to make it out and join the Underground Railroad. But Sophia was left behind and she wasn't able to escape the circumstance. Um, <clears throat> with that, you know, I think that there is, you know, that really resonated something to me uh, of survivor's remorse. Right. Where I think you have a lot of people who, you know, have been in much more challenging um scenarios from their or been in challenging scenarios growing up but then able to kind of ascend to a greater plateau but then have that uh what's a good word they have that struggle with you know going back to helping helping those that were less fortunate those that couldn't make it out of their situation right you know obviously Hiram was incredibly gifted in many ways but there's just that constant longing to go back and extend that hand to help someone else who wasn't able to get out. Mm-hmm. This case, you know, it's a novel. This is the woman he loves, and you know, and, she's and the, his mother too. Uh, well, well his, not his mother, well, but like she... it's his Thena, which is like his 
adopted mother. Swords. Yeah, kind of yeah. his second mom, right? Because he never was able to have a relationship with his mom. But yeah, it, but yeah, to the, exactly to that point, right? That that idea of survivor's remorse, right? And like you and I can even attest to it, where you know we've been in in incredibly blessed and fortunate situations to kind of be living here and on the west coast and have great jobs and you know for, for all extensive purposes we're doing pretty well for ourselves but there's always that constant urge to say hey man how can i be involved and and give back to my community or be involved in my community in some way um in this case it was described as this love relationship so ultimately he was willing to give that all up right to kind of go rescue them um and that played out in a very interesting way um, where he was saved some people, but then he also ended up staying. Right. So, yeah, I what think did I you told think you that? that I was like, what did you think about that? Yeah, I understand, I understand like your like your metaphor for like present day time. But if that I might not lie, if that were me. Um, well, describe the situation first. Like, OK, so so yeah. so he, he escaped that happened. Yeah, he, he escaped um, and was, you know, basically living in Philadelphia for like, I don't know, at least, it was at least two seasons, so. It was, about, it was almost a year, it was almost yeah. a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, it, it got cold again by the time they went back, he went back. So, like, he he was living in Philadelphia, he, he was taking road trips up to New York, like, mm-hmm. just chilling, and he, like, seeing how, like, you know, all different types of, um, like, progressive movements, like the suffrage movement, people yeah. that were, like, talking about free love and all that, yeah. and, he was just like living life and seeing, you know, how it was to be free, and something kept drawing him back. And he went, he ended up going back, catching a train, mm-hmm. and going right back, like, in, into into the south, yep, and becoming a slave again. And he fell like right back into that role. Well, so, well, hold on, was yeah. he? He had his he had his free papers, right? Didn't he? He well, they were no, fake. No, they, they were fake, but they, like he used that to go back to. Um, to, the, to serve as his dad's butler because his old right, butler exactly. died. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then, like, mind you, he has this power of conduction, right? Mm-hmm. If that were me, I'm sorry. Like, I would, I would have went back, and got, got my girl or like the woman he fans, the woman like he went to be with. Yeah. And at this point, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but like. She, she had been with not, the other guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, she gets up getting pregnant and has a kid, and who he, he knows is not his. But then he ends up accepting the kid for as his own. Yeah. And then his his surrogate mom. He has a power of conduction. I I would have pieced out everyone, took my people, and like you know, wiggle my nose like I dream a genie, and I would have been, you know, back in Philadelphia or New York or wherever I wanted to go. And you know, forget the underground world. Well, I, that's interesting because I I don't think that that's so different from what you were kind of talking about before, right? So, uh, spoilers, um, right? He was able to use conduction, you know, partially, right? Like he wasn't fully able to tap into everything that he had, um, but you know, he used it partially to save Thena, but then decided to stay, right? There was this whole grand, there was this whole other grand plot that was being cooked up where, you know, he ended up operating his, you know, that family home, that plantation, uh, which he felt was his birthright, you know, 
to a degree. Um, and, you know, was for all extents and purposes, he was happy, right? Like he was happy. I think he was happy at the end. But, you know, that's it's, it's, a, it's this idea that, you know, the, the black experience isn't monolithic, right? You know, I think you or I would be like, man, shit, I'd rather be free in Philly kicking it. You know what I'm saying? But shoot, it wasn't perfect in Philly. You know, he got hit upside the head at the docks and they tried to snatch him back and drag him into slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't a perfect life. But, you know, he was able to kind of operate this, you know, station of the Underground Railroad and, and live a happy life. He might not have been up north. But, you know, for some people, you know, that's, you know, they have a different goal for what they want out of life. And so I don't, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not knocking it for Yeah, I'm not yeah. knocking for I'm just thinking, like, if it were me, uh, yeah, it'd, no, it'd I, would have, I would have had to peace out too, bro. It'd be hard, yo, because like, I've lived my whole life as a slave, and you want me to keep living. I understand that the, like, the point of trying to free other people as well. Yeah, but man, but well, man, piece of, I mean, I would have just been like Harriet Tubman, G. I would have just been like, yo, conduct, 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 conduct. Yeah, I'm living, I'm living my free time. I'm living my free time in yeah in, in Philly, but in you know Philadelphia. You know, born and born raised. Born and raised. Do you think you could have? Do you think you could have accepted old girl and the son as your own? Uh, yeah. At at, at that time, like which at that time at? period, yeah. Yes. In the way yeah. The like, yeah. You, you, like it's not like it wasn't like she was like. Hey, hey, white man! Like, come like these come, buckets. Like, like, yeah. like, come. I come, want you. Like, like, yeah. Don't, don't pull out, white man. But like, yikes! Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> but like, she, like she was basically raped. Yeah, yeah. So that's like saying that's like saying if God forbid, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you like, don't like, even gotta go there. Yeah, yeah. So, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, no it was a different time. It was a different time, and I and I think that that I think that. That was, um, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, try to unpack that too deeply. You know, I just kind of looked at it as a sign of the times. But, but you know, they did is, try to talk about they did try to talk about how, you know, that was still his blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because that yeah. was you know, of his uncle you know, and you have the same blood but and all that. But stuff. The crazy thing is, though, it's funny because when they first conducted Harriet's like family, yeah. Harriet's brother went through the same situation. And he, exactly. he left. He left. He booked it. Yeah, like, I'm not going back for her. Exactly. And it was Hiram who was trying to convince him to like, you know, you like, you know, you should step there as she is. It's not her fault. Whatever. And mm-hmm. then, like, literally, like, 15 chapters later, he's yep. confronted with the same situation. And he was at acting first, a butt. He was acting a butt at first. Man, he was feeling I mean, some type of way. I get. I get it. It's yeah. kind of it's hard, but you have to suck that shit up. Yeah, I mean, but Shorty was a real one though. She told him she was like, "Hey, fam, like, like, what the fuck you want from me? Like, you think I wanted this? Like, you think that I'm trying to be here in slavery? Like, I was trying to get the hell up out of here, like you, bro. Like, but she, but she was already pregnant though. And then still, she was, she was, she, she was, was, she wants to run. She, like, whatever. What she was gonna do, bro? She, what she was didn't she ask for it. She didn't. She didn't. You know. Overall, overall. um you know, it was a book that I, I really enjoyed. You know, I I've been writing quite a bit about it on my own, um, and just kind of unpacking a few of the 
you know, other, you know, signs and symbolism and things like that. Um, and maybe I'll, you know, publish something or put something out. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a, a really great book. I, I appreciated the fact that, you know, it wasn't just a, a slavery book. You know what I'm saying? It was so, it, I think so little of it was about slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I saw a lot of parallels to the world that we live in today and just how, you know, it, it wasn't even like just the black experience, right? But anyone's shared experience or any sort of shared trauma and things like that can be shared to let someone shine their own light and, you know, start to bring positive and the, and the willingness that people have that don't have the same gifts as you to go and try to do good in the world as well. Um, it was, that was my favorite thing about the book. And so I would highly recommend it. For sure. I can't wait till his, his next book comes out. I wonder if it's going to be fiction or nonfiction. It's going to be a minute, man. I mean, this one took, oh, yeah. this one took, this one took, well, I think he was writing from 2008 to 2019. So I guess that was what, 11 years almost, yeah. 10, 11 years. Um, but dude is incredibly, incredibly smart. Like you can tell that even, you know, from his other books that he had, that there were similar kind of things woven throughout and the language that he used, I think was impressive of a story like this. And so I don't think we've given away a lot of the, you know, plot twists and, you know, story along the way that, so if people still wanted to read it, I think they would still be able to take away their own thoughts and opinions yeah i think um, in the in the description i'm gonna put a spoiler alert so if they want to skip ahead as well yeah that's a good that's a good Maybe, idea yeah. you can put the you can put the um timestamp uh, timestamp yeah and we can do that so all right you said the words dog you said the words or the the letters avm you ready to move on to that oh yeah um i guess i should go first huh uh, sure. All right, all right, all right. All right, everybody. So once again, we're at the AVM section. That's where we give our weekly recommendations for A, audio, V, video, and M, something for our mental. Uh, this week, one of my favorite artists of all time, Scott Meskety, also known as Kid Cudi, released a new single called Leader of the Delinquents. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I was really excited when this song dropped because uh, he's actually got some bigger things in the works. So the, the, I think this would be the debut single for his upcoming album, Intergalactic. Have you heard of this? Uh, I haven't heard the song, but I, I actually am a Kid Cudi fan. Are you really? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleveland stand up. Dog. Yeah. Oh, stand up. Man, man of the moon. Listen, y'all. You see, it's I, right here on the wall, G. You see it right listen, there. Listen, listen, y'all. I would say. I'd put that in my top twenty. All time. All time. All time. Like, man of the moon is an incredible album. All time. Top twenty. Man of the moon is an incredible album. So, so, so not to get too off track, though. Um, the upcoming album is Intergalactic. And so the cool thing about that is, you know, uh, Kid Cudi has signed this deal with Netflix to to write, produce, um, and soundtrack 
an upcoming animated show for Netflix. So when the album comes out, it'll also be accompanied by a new Netflix show. Um, so I think that'll be really interesting to see where that goes, especially considering his relationships with like HBO and some of the, you know, you, we were talking about some of the independent kind of weird short films that he's put out associated with some of his other albums. So it could almost go anywhere, right? For my video, uh, I tried to dig back in the archives since everybody's got way more free time on Netflix. There's a show called Sex Education that I find is really funny. Have you seen Sex Education? I watched episode one. and You just watched the first episode? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I, something else came up and I, I kind of switched to it. And, yeah. And I got to go back to it. Yeah, so sex education, the premise of the show is it's a it's set in England. It's like a bunch of English high school students and the main character, his mom, is a sex therapist. And so one of the other students kind of finds out that, you know, he has, you know, his whole life been learning from this sex therapist and what do high school kids think about all the time? Sex. So they end up hatching this plan where this guy who is a virgin um, ends up giving sex advice to all the students in the school for money and just how they nav how he navigates his own family relationships his relationships with his best friends and all the crazy kids in the school that are just hypersexual crazy people um, I I really like the show and uh, it's it's hilarious and it's also got like quite a lot of uh uh, it's kind of got a lot of buzz right now, too, because there's some memes with one of the characters from the show that have been telling people to wash their hands. Uh, it's pretty good. So watch the show and it'll all make sense. Uh, and to close, uh, for my mental, I, I <laughs> dug up my bookshelf the other day because I'm trying to start doing like those um, things where you like mail books to friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll mail you a book and then someone will mail me one back and then we like share books that way. So um, while I was going through my bookshelf, I found a book that I really loved by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. Um, so, and I, I think I made you familiar with this just because even when we were starting the podcast, mm -hmm. I would always be like, dog, why are we doing this? Why, yeah. why, why are we doing this? Like, if we don't know why I we're doing this. I think I was saying a notebook somewhere where we like talked about the why, the what, the how of the podcast. Exactly, exactly. And so that's, that's one of the big things um, to take. Oh, actually, it's sitting right here on my desk. Um, it's called Start With Why. And it said, how great leaders inspire everyone to take action. And the main premise here is, you know, whether it's a great leader, a great company, a great, you know, product, it all starts with some thing that is trying to address. And so it'll give really pointed examples of companies like Apple or companies like uh, uh, Southwest Airlines, you can imagine like what if their why was to say, hey, I want everyone to be able to travel around the US at really cheap prices, right? Well, what are the ways to, to have cheap flights? Well, you need to be using the planes a lot, so then they're getting a lot of use. And that's where you see the how is things like, you know, bags fly free, you know, it doesn't matter your assigned seat. We're just trying to get you on the plane and get you out of there. And so, you know, as you alluded to, you have the why, the what, and the how circle, uh, such that it starts with a problem that you're trying to address, 
you know, what are you going to do to address that and then the, how you execute. Um, and it's a great reminder for anyone trying to really do anything um, to start with why and then everything kind of falls into place from there. So those are my three um, this week. And I hope you guys will take it. One thing that, you know, we have been getting feedback on is to start posting these on our social media. So once we uh, get these up, um, we can share our stuff for people to kind of find it a little easier. Yeah, I think it'll be easy. It's like throughout the week, take screen caps of like album covers or like the pull up Netflix and screen cap them, put it in our story. Facts. Let's do it. So, so. make sure you follow the podcast. <laughs> Summer IG. 16 pod at IG. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me this week, um, I'm going to start with audio. Um, last Friday, uh, West Side Gun, who is uh, one third of, uh, of Griselda, dropped album Pray for Paris. So on Friday, I check, you know, for every Friday I check my iTunes and I was like, oh, you know, what comes out new this week? So last Friday, I saw all these new albums came out. Like The Vision came out, The Dream came out, The Baby came out. So I'm, I'm, I'm down on all these albums. And so I was, so on Friday, I went for a run and I said, I'm, let me start off with West Side. So start off with West Side and I promise you, I, hadn't even, I haven't even started The Dream. I haven't started the vision. I haven't started. <laughs> I've only been listening to this West Side Gun album and that and podcast. But right. this album is, in my opinion, it's it's amazing. And if I were to rank the members of Griselda, Benny the Butcher goes first. Okay. Conway goes second, and West Side Gun goes third. And for for me to even listen, I didn't think I could listen to like a whole like West Side Gun album because I'm not really a fan. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like his features. Like, all right, so I'm, I'm going to listen to his features. Of course, he has, like, Conway and Benny because they're, like, his, of his, his group members. Of course. He got Tyler, the creator. He, he on Benny. two songs, right? Tyler's yeah. on two tracks on no, there. No, Tyler produced one, and, he, and he's rapping on one. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it was. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Joey Badass, Billy Esco, Wale, Freddie Gibbs, Bodie James. <laughs> Dog, listen. Freddie Gibbs? Gibbs Gibbs versus all right. So my two favorite Crazy. features are, are are Gibbs and Bodie James. Like I I think I talked about last week about how like I'm I'm much of a fan of Bodie, but Bodie is Griselda now too, right? Yep, he's Griselda now. He's like down with Griselda now too. Yeah. So like this album is is nuts. Like I've been listening to it nonstop, and he has like the I like Griselda because they talk like a lot of. Uh, like a lot of like like, just, like fly shit. Like they always they're talk slick. about they're slick. They, yeah. they they're slick. Like Yeah, but they have like a like a, a like I talk about just like Bodie, they have like the like raspy or like like unfinished gritty. sound. Yeah, gritty sound. Yeah. So like this album, of course, talking all that shit, but he has a bunch of of uh skits from like like old wrestling skits. And I used to be like a, a huge wrestling fan. And so he has a bunch of million dollar man Ted DiBiase skits. And is the is the is a uh, Ric Flair on there? Is there a Ric Flair? Nah, it, it, it's all oh. Ted, it's all Ted DiBiase. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, like Million Dollar Man, but like hey, Ric Flair was a bad boy though. Yeah, if you can check it out, um, it's called Pray for Paris West Side Gun. The real question is, are you taking the West Side 
Gun album or the Boldy James album? Oh, Boldy, for sure. Oh, really? Okay. Because, like, I mean, I've listened to the Boldy album a couple times now through, and that's got heat. And I'm st- I'm still stuck on hey, the Bo- Vince Staples feature, too, because Vince goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Now think about it. It's, it's hard to say. It's hard. It's hard. They're both amazing. You said it They're pretty both- fast, though. I know. You I know. Because because I've been listening to Bodie longer, like that album longer, because this West Side Guns came out, you know, what, four, three days ago? So Yeah. But it's, That's fair. Okay. It's still amazing. I've listened to West Side Gun album twice today already. And oh, when I ran today, I didn't listen to it on my run because I didn't have music on my run today. So how? I told you, I, wa- I accidentally washed my, my AirPods in the, uh, oh, in the yeah, washer. You got them in some <laughs> rice right now? Yeah, yeah, Did you actually right. put them in rice? Okay. Yeah, I did. I don't know but, if that's right. going to work, but good luck. Hopefully. If not, I'm buying a new pair. Um, so that's my audio. For my visual, I'm halfway through the Black as Fuck season uh, on Netflix. I... I know a lot of people have been having issues with this show on Twitter as Twitter has issues with everything, but <laughs> I think I think Black as Fuck is hilarious. Um, at, like, I was literally watching episode five right before we got on the podcast. But the show stars uh, Kenya Bears, who's the creator or writer for um, Blackish. And um, I was trying to find the word that I was telling you about, like, it's, a, it's a, like, a show based in, like, in a documentary. It was called a mockumentary. Right, right. So, it's that, that's, how, uh, that's how The Office was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mockumentary. So, basically, Kenya Barris, Barris in real life has six kids. On the show, he has six kids. Mm. Um, his wife on the show is Rosita Jones. And Ooh, basically, like, Jones. yeah, I do too. Um, he... Basically, is a producer on the sh- on the show, and he's um, he's hood rich basically. Like, <laughs> where, he wears like he wears all the J's. He got like chains and shit. Uh, he drives like a like he has like a Range Rover, a Porsche, uh, like a Lamborghini. He has a bunch of money, and like he flaunts it. And um, the show is shot narrated by. Um, one of his daughters who is like filming a documentary or a documentary for a documentary for like her class project. Okay. And it just talks like he's literally just black as fuck. Everything comes back to slavery. Like all the all the episodes <laughs> is like it's because of slavery and this is because of slavery, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he makes a lot of valid points on it, but I think it's it's hilarious. Um I was looking like like the like the summary of the show. Like I haven't got to these episodes yet, but apparently like they have like um cameos by Ava DuVernay, Tyler Perry, Issa Rae, oh, um oh. Dana Waite. Um That's royalty right there. Yeah, so I think it's funny as shit. Um we were talking about it before, but it's just like the subtle like things in the show, like callbacks that that make it hilarious to me. Um all the kids well, on the show well, were- have personalities. Yeah, what you were saying too, right? Like, I I think it from what you were describing, like you know, the main character is a writer, so a lot of the stuff that you see throughout the show is kind of reminiscent of someone who is able to kind of 
tells stories well. So like yep. there's little subtle details or little nuances that might have happened in the first couple minutes. And if you weren't paying attention, you might not get this long payoff, right? Even though you still have like good short jokes and little things throughout. Um, and, you know, that's kind of how I feel about Atlanta, right? Where it's so well written that, you know, they don't use laugh tracks and all that other stuff. Yeah. You can just you can just pay attention and see all the exactly really exactly. really cool things that they do through from a storytelling perspective and you know any show like that you know I I I have to check it out I'm kind of behind on television right now but yeah yeah, yeah. but that that's my visual for this week um it's if you want to look it up it's hashtag black af or black as fuck um on Netflix on Netflix yeah no streaming on Netflix. So, um, my good read, well, my, my, my mental was this, this app or this website called Goodreads. Um, it's basically a social media site for base, for people who read. Uh, I like to describe it as the Facebook for readers. You basically log in, you track all your books, books that you read, books that you want to read, um, and then you like rate each book like on a one to five star system, and then um, and then you can share like your thoughts on it. And if you have like a spoiler in your thoughts, you can like sh- like hide that. And you can also like win free books. You can talk to authors. I think the site is super dope. Um, if you're a reader of, of any sort, uh, check it out. It's called Goodreads, all one word. Um, it's pretty short, but really quick. I was talking about this today. Um, this is a book called uh, Dunbar, uh, First Class. It's a, it's a book on the history of the high school, the, uh, yeah, Dunbar yeah. in Washington D.C. In D.C. Yeah, used to call it, used to be called M Street High School. Oh, oh, was tons, it? Was, was it called it? M Street oh. High School? What do you know, Tunde? <laughs> what do you know? But, but uh. There were like a lot of famous people who went there because um, I was having a conversation with my friends um, earlier today because I posted um, I posted a picture on Instagram on my story about Board of Education um, uh, versus, uh, Brown versus Board of Education in Topeka. And it talked about, yeah, it desegregated the schools, but one of the unintended consequences was that um, teachers around the country that were black, they lost a lot of, like, almost all of them lost their jobs because white people now don't want black people in a position of authority over their kids. So, um, talked about, like, I think I asked a question, if if you had more than five teachers growing up, then consider yourself fortunate. Now, myself, I was fortunate. I would say more than 75% of my teachers growing up were, were, were black. But I know that's not the case for, you know, all black children growing up. I but, you know I could probably count I could probably count like five my entire yeah. career and like and yeah. mind you these are teachers that were at the school they weren't the ones teaching the AP or the higher you know advanced classes right yeah that, that's, that, I think it's wild but I mean before that then I brought up that book because if before desegregation before desegregation you had schools like Dunbar and yep. Dunbar is staffed by literally like 80% Harvard graduates. Yeah. Yeah. And like 
because they they couldn't get jobs anywhere else. I mean, it sucks for them because they couldn't like you know these were like such intelligent people and they should be like you know working at top universities across the country, but they can't. So they they're teaching you know black children, and that's good for these children because they have these great minds teaching them. Like people like Thurgood Marshall went there. Yeah. Um. And uh, so that, that's the book I wanted to bring up. If you're a fan of history. And just want to learn like what life was like for students, you know, back like back then. I would check that out. It's called First Class. It's the history of, of Dunbar High School. You know any? Uh, you know any uh, famous alumni of uh, M-, M Street High School? You know, should I uh, put uh, you in the Os- group? Oscar. I think Oscar was a was a uh, o- Oscar James Cooper was a. I'm sure you can give me the other one. There was a there was a a, a physics guy. There's a there's a guy he did physics. Uh, um, Coleman Coleman was Coleman, his name. Yeah, yeah. Frank Frank Coleman. Frank Frank Frank, 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 Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a good guy. What a good guy. Most of you wondering what we're talking about. Uh, John and I the same fraternity, and two of our illustrious founders were members also. Um, were uh, alumni of Dunbar High School, formerly called MG High School. A lot of uh, and and a lot of other very prominent African Americans. I think Charles Charles R. Drew went there as well, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, Dunbar uh, Historic School. They actually just they actually tore down and, re- and rebuilt it again. Um, so it's it's like state of the now. Oh wow! Yeah. So that is definitely my uh, my mental, along with the good Goodreads uh, website. Those are good. Those are good. All right. So all right, everybody. So now that we've left you for a few with a few things to check out until next time, uh, we're gonna wrap up the show. And so, as always, man, thank you for taking this ride with us. Thank you for listening. Um, we've plugged it a few times throughout the show, but one more time, you know, p- please stay connected with us via our email at summer16podcast at gmail.com. You know, we were excited to have our first listener mail today. I'm sure that a lot of you guys are probably listening to it today saying, John, stop defending Kanye or Tunde, what are you talking about? Um, so if you guys have any, you know, feedback, any, you know, want to join the conversation, please hit us up there. Uh, in addition, you know, we're on Instagram, Summer 16 Pod, and our Facebook page, Summer 16 Podcast. You can find us there. All these links will be in the description. And so if you enjoy the content, you want to help us keep growing, provide better shows going forward, um, don't hesitate to you know put something towards the cash app. Um, dollar sign summer 16 podcast uh, anything helps and we appreciate you know everyone that's considered helping us out so far um, and so until next time until next time that's a whole lot of gang shit dog so peace stay, stay safe and stay out of trouble everybody yeah. <laughs> peace peace